The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello! The Email Marketing Heroes. And today on The Email Marketing Show, we're talking about seven easy ways that you can deliver massive value in your emails so that people love receiving them. Listen, when this podcast ends, don't feel all alone with any of your questions. Just come and share what you're working on and get stuck into the training and the resources in our free Facebook group. Literally go to a browser and type in robandkennedy.group. That'll take you straight there. Or head to Facebook and just look for the email marketing show community and we'll see you in there he's finally given up a 10 can per day addiction to pepsi max all over again it's hypnotist robert temple and he prefers biscuits that you can fit in your mouth hole because he hates the crumbs it's the mind reader kennedy you'll never know that was take 27 of this episode we sound so professional Nothing else could have gone wrong then. <laughs> Just you wait. You've got to live. What have you replaced the Pepsi Max with, Rob? Are you just on the water or are you doing like... Just, just water. I bought one of these fancy water bottle things. What's, what's fancy about it? Uh, you can put like a bit of fruit in the top section. So like when you drink, it picks up the flavour of the fruit. So I mean, I haven't done that, but you can. Berries. Uh, you could put berries just, in there. Just these trendy things, aren't they? A little bit of, little bit of Pepsi Max on the top. Yeah, we're here every week helping course creators, coaches, and membership site owners make your email marketing less of a numbers game. And we're going to put the odds back in your favor so you can do harder hitting, higher converting, psychology-driven email marketing that people damn well love. That's what we're talking about today, isn't it? It is, yeah. Now, let's start with a bit of a quiz, right? A bit of a tongue-in-cheek quiz, uh, just to uh, take the piss a little bit. Um, So basically, we want to know... As you're listening to this, why do you think people join your list? What do you think the reason is that people actually subscribe to your list in the first place? And we've got four possible options for you. Four possible options, reasons why people might join your list. No conferring, please. No. The first one is, is it because they like having a friend? Right? That's the first option. They're on your list because they like having a friend. Rentafriend.com. The second option is they want more emails. They don't have enough emails and they feel like all their friends have got more emails than them. They want to have more emails. So they, they subscribe to get those. Is it because the third option, this one seems unlikely, but is it because they've got a problem that needs solving? Right. And is it because they've got so much time? And they need to fill it, and therefore they need to they need to sift through your emails. Now, when you put it that way, it sounds very silly, Robert. It sounds very silly, it and it's one of those terrible rhetorical questions because, of course, um, it's because that they, they, they've got a problem. Of course, that's the reason people are on our list. One of the big reasons I think more more people don't email more often or don't know what to write in an emails. We're going to talk about that today is because we forget the reason people are even in our in our worlds at at all they forget the reason the only reason people are on our list is because they've got a problem they've got questions about something they want support or they want something and they believe you have got the answers to that thing that you can provide them with that thing so that's the reason they're on your list so if you don't show up regularly and we're going to talk in future episodes about showing up regularly as well and we talk about that a lot but if you don't show up regularly 
then you're really not helping them to helping people get the thing that they want. Now, let's talk about this as a sort of process, because I think when people opt into your list, they're likely doing it through one of two routes. They're either opting in to receive your newsletter. In other words, you said, join this list and I'll send you emails about a thing. Or they're opting in to get some sort of freebie, whether that's a webinar or a lead magnet or something. They're getting like a hard-ended thing where in their head for the, a lot of the time they probably think they're just going to get the download and then they'll, they'll be able to crack on with their lives yeah. and they're not particularly expecting to start hearing from you again so let's talk about how that actually looks if they join your newsletter because they want to receive your emails about a thing that's definite sort of evidence that they want you to email them with solutions to that problem now you might be worried if you're in the, the probably i think it's probably a larger camp of people who give away a free lead magnet of some description. I think there's more people who do that. You might be worried about thinking, well, they only opted in for that free report. And now if I email them too much, they're going to get annoyed by that and they're going to leave. But let's just stop for a second and review that situation. Let's imagine somebody joins your list to get your free report about you know, 10 ways to um, buy a pet cat or something. As soon as they do that, if you now say, by the way, not only are you going to get that free report, but I'm going to show up more often and help you with all of your cat-related needs, mm -hmm. that's just giving them the chat. If you just reframe it in your own mind, that's just giving them more opportunity for you to help them and, and overcome their problems and all the rest of it. I think one of the things a load of people forget is that the emails you send should not just be doing something we heard a marketer say not too long ago, which was getting people, basically you emailing people until they buy, die, or unsubscribe. And with respect to that person, who's a friend, we took, we couldn't disagree more. We could not disagree. That We think that way of marketing anything, whether it's by email or anywhere, is just, that's the same as going over to Instagram and just going, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. That's not going to happen. What we need to do is actually, we're, we're really banging the drum. We've been talking all over the place about this recently and that is your emails themselves need to have value in them so when you put an email out and we're going to give you some shortcuts on doing this so don't think we're going to just give you this big ethereal sort of big wide broad idea of oh now you're going to need to go and do this to improve your emails no but we've got seven different methods of doing this that we're going to share but what we've got to think about is when you send that email if you took out the call to action and we're not saying don't make offers in every email because we do like we make an offer in every single email we send but we know that we want you and want the world to start seeing email as a way of, if you removed any call to action, any offer, any, hey, go check this out, go watch this video, whether it's a content call to action or a purchase call to action, would the email itself have value without any of that shit in it? And you want it to be so that 90 to 95% of the time, the answer is yes. It cannot be 100% of the time. I really don't, I don't know what you think, Rob, but I don't think it can be because there are certain points in a campaign, like if you're doing a sale, like obviously we give away our, our flash sale campaign, very popular, people are getting great results with it. But let's just bear in mind, there's not a great deal of, let's call it value in the email themselves when they're in that particular campaign, because actually it's just about getting people to get towards that close and get towards buying the thing. So it can't totally. be all the time. Yeah, when you're on the last day of a launch or you're the last day, and it's very much about you've got four hours to get this, you've got an hour to get this because there's this scarcity and urgency and stuff. 
stuff, then yeah, for sure. But most of the time, your day-to-day emails, I think, can deliver massive value. And and you know what? This is going to really help you if you're in a mindset of like worrying about emailing your list too much. This is going to really help you get over that mentality of of um, thinking that when you send an email, that serves you as the business owner, but it doesn't, or the marketer, but it doesn't serve the subscriber. Because the truth is, if that's the case, you should almost never send emails. Like if that's all it does is serve you and not them. So I think it's really easy to think of your emails as being that pitch, like you've gone up to somebody's front door and you've shoved a flyer through the letterbox about your window cleaning services. Exactly. I mean, I've, and I've been totally guilty of this in, in various businesses. I know when I was doing a lot of um, selling and creating magic tricks to, to to sell to magicians. That was one of my major businesses. Um, and I was 100% guilty of this for a period. So I went through the cycle. So I went through every few days, I would, it was like two or three, four times a week, I would send a value-based email. I would be like, this is what's happening, or here's a, a book I've read, and here's my thoughts on it, or here's a, a new magic trick I've seen, and this is what I think of it, and I would be doing content. And then I got really lazy. And literally, the only time I would be sending an email to that list was when I've got a new thing I'm selling them. Oh, I've invented this new thing, or here's a new trick, or here's what the first few testimonials are coming in now, this is what people think, buy the thing. And then radio silence. And literally, you knew when I had a new trick to sell you because you were hearing from me. And the rest of the time, there was nothing. But actually, what we need to be doing, and you'll hear us say this a lot, because one of our real core mantras, we'll say this a lot, is you. we do not need to be sending emails at the moment we need to be making sales. I'll say it again because I think it's really important. We should not be sending emails at the moment we need to be making sales. We should be sending emails so that, so regularly with really good, valuable content so that at the moment someone is ready to buy, we've built up authority. We've built up a knowledge of what our product range is and what the, th- what the things we can help them out with are. We've built up respect. We've built up credibility. We've built up desire so at the moment they are ready to buy we're there and that's a big big change and the only way you can do this is by having value to give every single day because if there's value in your emails people will open them and read them they'll enjoy them and they will and they will will stick around so that at the moment they are ready to buy they're still hearing from you so they're not going what was that person's name again who talks about email marketing? What was the name? Hiroi? I can't remember. And they've got to try and find to see if they've even kept your emails. If that's the problem that you've got, you've built up the trust, you've built up the desire, the moment they're ready to buy, because they've unsubscribed because you're bloody annoying, they can't find the way. I mean, that's happened to me loads of times where I've been like, I don't really want to buy that thing. I can't, can't remember what it was called or the creator's name. And I can't find the damn thing. It happens loads. People are searching in their inboxes for Cobb and Renady. I can't find them anywhere. I'm sure they were called (laughs) Cobb and Renady. You've been sitting on that gag for about three minutes, haven't you? Before we dive into these seven things, then the seven different ways you can deliver value to your subscribers, I think it's really important to preface this with what we're not suggesting is that that means that when you have to, you know, between promotions and between sales pitches, you have to send people to blog posts every minute of the day and a podcast over there and this video. And it's not content for the sake of content, right? That's the really important thing. It's not value for the sake of value. It's value for the sake of furthering your relationship and also uh, actually being able to make a sale. You can make a sale while delivering value. So, should we dive into these seven things? Let's do it. Okay, so the first thing, the the first thing we've already sort of mentioned it as part of Rob's opening quiz there, Quiz Master Chief in, 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 uh, in, 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 what is it? I can't remember, Quiz Master Chief in, 
Is there a thing, is there a saying around that? Is there? I'm not a clue what you're on about, mate. Excellent, great. So we'll move on. And that, that didn't happen. That'll, that'll, that'll not stay in the final edit, he says. And uh, edit. Imagine. Imagine if we edited this show. Uh, that's what he said. <laughs> um, so the first one is solutions to problems. That is the thing. So that's one of the big things that we all know, that people come to our list and we should be sending them emails that solve the problems they've got. If you help people to take better photographs with their mobile phones. That's what they want to, you want to, you, you want to solve the problems that, with that. The problem with lighting, the problem with choosing the right phone, the problem with how to set up the shot, all those sorts of problems. If you help people to stop their cats from pissing all over their houses, then that's the problem that you solve. So solutions to problems is a really obvious one. And a really simple way of doing this is just literally jot down all of the problems that you know your market's got, that you know your audience has, and then go and take a look and hang out in the Facebook groups that they're hanging around in and look at the questions they're asking. What are the problems that they're, that are posting? That's that, that's the stuff you can talk about. That's the stuff you can say in your emails and that's the, that's the problems you can be solving. Love it. The second one on our list of seven is inspiration. People are looking for the inspiration to go and do a thing, like to wake up every day with a little burst of inspiration to go and do the thing. Because let's face it, a lot of whatever it is that you teach or do or offer or do for people is going to be, the, the most difficult part about it is probably getting off their arse and doing it. Like yeah. one of the most difficult things about doing email marketing is actually doing it. And one of the biggest parts of our job as people who teach email marketing, both on the podcast and in our emails and in the league, is just to inspire people to know they can do it, to motivate them to know, to actually get up off their backsides, put their fingers on the keyboard and actually write the emails and just have a go and see what happens and, and, and just do it. So I think people want inspiration. They want to hear about that inspiring person who's done this amazing thing. They want to hear a motivational pep talk from you on a morning to say, go and do this. You can absolutely do it. It's okay. Um, so I think inspiration is really important. So think about stories, think about the things that you've done, think about the things your clients have done and use those in order to provide inspiration to your subscribers. The next is sort of related to the first one that I mentioned, which is answers to questions. So yes, they've got problems, but they've also got questions. So what are the kind of things that are in the backs of these people's heads that are not quite problems yet, but they're just these things, these questions that stop us from doing the thing we need to do. So you might have the inspiration, but you've got that question around, yeah, I would do it. I feel ready to do it because I got you a really good email, but how do I do it this way or what's that or what is this or why is that or how do I do that so answering the questions they have around who they are what they do how they do it what they need to do all those sorts of questions are gonna really help your audience to understand that you're that expert by the way just on that a really great use of that is overcoming objections like if you think about the quest some of the questions people have is oh but i'm a lawyer and i don't know whether what they do will work for me if you can then suddenly say if you know you've got a bunch of people on your list who are saying i don't know if this is going to work for me and you send a, a, out an email about this really obscure business who's done what you teach well blimey that's going to overcome that objection so that's a really cool way to use it the next one this is one of our favorites is the things that they don't know that they don't know so I know for a fact that for years and years and years, I wasn't making the most efficient use of 
the sort of tax facilities available in the UK. Like I wasn't claiming things I was allowed to claim for. I wasn't putting this through. I wasn't putting that through because previous accounts just hadn't told me that was a thing. Once I switched to our current accountant and they mentioned, oh, by the way, did you know you can also claim this back? I was like, wow, I could have been doing that for years and I had no idea. So whatever it is that you do, there are a mountain of things that people just don't know they don't know. With email marketing, there's a ton of them. With whatever it is that you do, there's a ton of them. And so it's a really good opportunity to have those mic drop moments. I mean, this is how you manufacture a mic drop moment is just tell somebody something that not that they didn't know, but they, they didn't even know it was a thing. They did not even know that existed. And if you can do that in your emails, that's really powerful. It's like the extension to the answer and the questions thing. Like people can only ask questions about stuff they know about. How right. do I do my accounts? How do I submit it to the revenue or whatever? But they do, the, think about the questions that they don't even know to ask. And, it's, and there's, there's technical stuff in every one of our industries that people don't even know they don't know. What's really nice about this is it can evoke so many emotions. If you tell somebody something that they didn't even know was going to be a potential problem pitfall or whatever, the sense of relief they feel for having had that solved before they even knew it could have become a problem is massive. But equally, if you tell them something really exciting, like there's a new legislation come in in your niche and that means that this XYZ thing and they can now do this, that gives them a sense of excitement and like lifts them up and makes them feel great. So we know that people buy and, and, and engage based on emotion. And this really, really can evoke so many different emotions. And the other emotion it actually evokes is that idea of awe and respect because the person who tells you the thing, so let's say you, you learn something brand new that you didn't know from somebody, you now see that person as the guru of that thing just because they told you something you didn't even know yourself. So you really increase your status, which is something we've talked about on the on the podcast before. I'm just going to look at the uh, the episode. When was it when we talked about increasing status? Oh, it's, this is very slick. Oh, this is this is the most professional podcast uh, we've ever done. It was back on episode 37. There you go. Not that we do podcast episode numbers. That was a total waste of everyone's time. Anyway, moving. <laughs> So let's go to the blog now and count through the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just go to the blog and search our status. It'll, it'll come up. Um, lovely. So the next one is, so so far we've got, of the seven, we've got solutions to problems, inspiration, answers to questions, what they don't know they don't know. And that's a really powerful one for all the reasons we've just outlined. The next is hope. Sometimes people just need a bit of hope. Maybe there's been a catastrophe. Maybe it's a really difficult world we're living in at the moment. Maybe all they see is doom and gloom, and that's effect, and that's that doom and gloom on the outside is affecting them on the inside, which means they just need a bit of hope. If you can be the person who gives hope to people, then people are going to stick around, they're going to open your emails, and they're going to really like them. The next one is connection. You've got to remember that even though you've got a list of however many people are on your list, when you email it, those people are receiving that email on their own. Like you're just sending them an email. And it's really, really important that you can give them a sense of connection. They're sat at home or wherever on their own, thinking that they're the only person with their problem, with their questions, with their worries, with their concerns and with their objections. And you email them and you reach out and you provide that person with a sense of connection. Now, yes, they know you're also emailing 9 million other people, but the point is they feel like there's a connection between you and them, but they also feel like there's a connection between the other people you talk about. So for example, you can say, I got an email back from one of my subscribers the other day and they said, 
like they were really worried about this thing and now they can feel like they can go out and do this thing. It's now great because that person feels connected to this person they've never met. They feel connected to Susan in Idaho (laughs) just because you've referenced them and said there's somebody else in your community who has the same problem as the same worries he was in the same situation as them so if you can give them a sense of connection not only to you but also to the people around them so they feel like they're not alone anymore that's really powerful too the, the last one i want to talk about and uh, and then actually it wouldn't be a proper robin kennedy episode if there wasn't a bonus one so we say seven and then there's like a bonus one so obviously we always do that so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna give you that in a second but um the, the the last one is the one that we really, we're going to admit, we rely on a bit too much with our emails. If you get our emails, you'll know that we do this a lot, and that is entertainment. There is massive value in purely entertaining content. Yes, it, you should probably relate it to what you do. So we do, we tell funny stories, and then they relate to a marketing, an email marketing lesson. Of course, that's what we do. But entertainment does not just mean humor. Entertainment can be fear. Entertainment can be something more upsetting and more emotional. You can literally pick any emotion. So there was an email I sent out just recently about the fact that my sister was in a car accident. Um, She's absolutely fine, by the way. But that was that was a different form of entertainment because think about all the different types of TV shows that you that you watch. They're not all comedy. There's different types of entertainment shows. So that's the seven. I've got a bonus one for you in a second. So let's go through them again. Solutions to problem, inspiration, answers to questions, what they don't know they don't know, hope, connection, but they're not alone, and entertainment. And the last one that we're going to give you as an extra bonus is actually one of the other bits of value that you can give is to actually give people permission. Sometimes people need just to have that moment. If you're a coach, I know a lot of our audience are coaches, a lot of the time coaching and sharing information with people is just giving them the permission to do the thing that they're thinking about in their head. Oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. And if you can turn up one day and go, by the way, doing this is a great idea, and that happens to have been the thing that they've been thinking about in their, in their mind, then you've now given them permission to go and do that because it's, they feel that they're connected with you in such a way that they've got permission and they can now go and do it. So add that one down as your Brucey bonus. Permission is a really good bit of value you can give in your emails. What's cool about these is they are all just driven by you sharing what's going on in your life or your business or your clients' lives or your clients' businesses and everything that's happening around you and the news and the headlines and the pop culture and literally everything. So all you have to do is just write and just share. And it can very much be soft teaching. You don't have to give away the farm because, of course, that's what people are going to come and pay you for. You just have to share these bits of value using these seven awesome methods or eight sneaky awesome methods really really cool now if you've enjoyed this episode and i know you have and you've got questions or you'd like to like dig into this a bit further make sure you come and hang out in our free facebook group all you have to do is open a web browser so whatever web browser you use and type in rob and and that will forward you by magic and witchcraft to the facebook group or if you go to facebook itself and you type in the email marketing show community you'll find the group that way as well just go ahead and join Love it. We'll have a chat with you then. But we can't leave the episode without doing this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Rob, when you when I received this email from you, I was a little bit nervous because this is the one we're going to talk about is about your towels. And, um, well, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it's actually the bedsheets, but the story was about towels. But the, the subject line was uh, gloopy bedsheets. 
Right, okay. So when I received it, I mean, you know, I obviously I, I was like, what the hell is he going to do here with our beautiful list of, of fine and upstanding citizens of the world? And I messaged you going, mate, that was, that was a brave one. Do you want to talk... Let's, let's first of all dig into what the hell it was about, because it's a pretty out there subject line. Yeah, totally. So the story was that I had gone into the airing cupboard and I was looking to get a towel out. And as I reached up to get the towel, my elbow knocked an, uh, a bottle of shower gel and the shower gel, a new one, it fell onto the floor. It cracked open, the lid came off and I'd taken some bedding out of the cupboard already. And the the shower gel just went all over. And you know that shower gel consistency wow. went all over the bed and I'd go and put the bed back in the wash again. Mm-hmm. And so that was the story. And you might think, that's what that got to do with email marketing. I basically talked about the fact that sometimes you're trying to do a simple thing and just you reach too far and suddenly everything breaks. And this happens a lot with email marketing when you try and make it too complicated. And that's why you should keep everything simple. We keep everything simple. And that's the truth, actually. We do keep everything very simple. In fact, only in the last couple of months, we simplified a lot of our stuff. So there you go. The, the subject line is, we go with, a, I, I do the emails for email marketing heroes. I write a lot of curiosity-driven subject lines or shock subject lines like that one. Uh, not so much that they stop working, clearly, because this one worked very well. Uh, but actually, this one got a bunch of replies from people saying, really like this subject line. Somebody replied, uh, our friend Biz Paul replied and, and proposed this one, that it should be subject line of the week, regardless of whether it was uh, actually a high converting subject line or not, which it was. <laughs> so yeah, gloopy bed sheets. And there was a little shocked face emoji at the start of it as well. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. If you haven't already, make sure you smash the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss out on another episode of the show. If you haven't already, would really, really appreciate it if you would go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you quite fancy. That's it. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next week. Bye.